hate when that happens. Weekly report. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Hello and welcome to What Av. It is May 11th. Um, yeah, I'm Gareth. You're Richard. That's that's good news that it's you. It'd be weird if it wasn't. <laughs> you just went, um, it's Chris. I'm doing it from now on. I've what? just did, yeah, I'm Chris. I'm just round here fixing the conservatory. He's left his computer on. Oh dear, that's not very good for climate change, is it? Having a conservatory. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, my bad. Um, right, I've got a list of What Av. So actually made a list of some. Um, one of them I kind of want to get on with because it's not really a what app in the sense that it's not something that's happened. It's just something I've seen that someone's written. Um, and I'm sort of like you, like you do you, hun, everyone to their own. But I just thought it was interesting enough to highlight. Um, I've got it on my WhatsApp list as shoving eggs. Right. <laughs> Good. Good so start. That, let, let that marinate for a second. The bit of it that is my favorite is the word shoving. Yeah. Right in the sense that this is meant to be a romantic scenario. Oh. Um, hubby, that's annoyed me. Hubby likes shoving soft-boiled eggs up my vagina. Brackets, I can hold three. Um, and then I squat down and lay the eggs like a hen, and hubby will eat them coated with my juices. Um, smiley emoji. So I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with that. Where does this? Where did you find this? It had been retweeted into a Twitter feed. Obviously, someone else has spotted it and gone, that needs a share. <laughs> and it um, somehow came through to your Twitter feed. How would that, how does that breadcrumb back to the to the uh, perpetrator, do you reckon? Uh, I don't know. Well, whoever retweets it, then if I follow the person retweeting it, it comes in my timeline, doesn't it? I see a lot of what I've like that, actually, where people share them. And I'm like, that's amazing. I'm looking at a picture of her. She's there, selfie mode. Oh, she's um, got a picture. Just giving it the peace sign. It might not necessarily be her, though, but, I mean, she, look, she looks like a hen. What did she Google woman vagina egg squat? And she found a picture of a random picture. There was loads of them. I had to go, I had to make sure they were, were uh, copyright free, though. I mean, where did she find the picture from? Brackets, I can hold three. What, do you, do you reckon the hubby one day tried four? And she went, you're having a fucking laugh, mate. You're an idiot. you absolute moron. See, this is why, yeah, this is why we're getting a divorce. That's what she was like. She's like, this sort of thing, you always push it too far. Well, that's, yeah, that's the fear, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. All of a sudden it's in your intestines. Oh. Um, I mean. I mean, it's like a real, like, bargain, bargain basement version of IVF, really. I mean, they're not the same eggs, obviously. No, that's maybe that's where it started. I like that they're soft-boiled, though, because he doesn't want to take the piss, does he? No. Do you know what no. I mean? They're scrambled later on, obviously. Hard-boiled, and that's... Ow. It's discomfort, <laughs> isn't it? But there you go, I saw that, and I thought, do you know what? It's not really relevant to stuff, but now it's everyone else's problem as well as mine. But it is in a way, I suppose, because we think... Why... We're at a place in, in the world now where people will put that... On social media, imagine like that's that this woman's put this out and then she's gone into work. Debbie's gone into work like Monday morning, and like she's drunk tweeted again. And because yeah. uh, people, her friends are going to be seeing that, so she's gone into like Aldi to work on the checkouts, and everyone's staring at her, doing the little doing clucking. Oh, wonder what, clucking. She's like, wonder what else she tweets though. Maybe that's not out the out of the ordinary for her. So if someone point. says, "I saw your tweet last night." You would assume that they'd be going, oh, this is embarrassing. It's the one about the hen, isn't it? But it might not be. No. Could be, could be any of no. them. No. You don't know, do you? Yeah, you're right. That is social media. Although sometimes people believe things like that are obvious jokes. I don't know that if that's a joke or not. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I hope it is or not either. I kind of hope it's real. But um, obviously, Hunter Biden's—they they come out and revealed that his password for his laptop was anal sixty nine. Like, brilliant. Yeah. Like he's a fucking fourteen-year-old kid. I love it. He's sitting there, just—he's got so much money, and that's just—that is amazing to me. It's embarrassing, isn't it? But I tweeted going, "It's a bit embarrassing that I've got the same password <laughs> as Hunter Biden, right?" And it's—you'd like to think that's obviously a joke, and a few people did like laughing faces, and then there was others going seriously. And, um, no. And I saw one go. Well, you, 
but they jokingly say that thing. But your dad won't be impressed with that using that kind of language. Um, but yeah, you can kind of say things, and that's the thing about words, isn't it? When they're typed, there's no there's, there's no, no nuance. Con- yeah, well, no, because if I say to you, Rich, stop being a prick. Yeah. Or if I say, Rich, stop being a prick. It's two different I've said things. the same words, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Said the same words, but it's totally different, isn't it? So yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy, and obviously you put your own context to it. But that was great, and I saw that. And there was a picture of him. I've got it here, actually. Um, so he said to the person in the, the laptop, um, in, in cash converters, where he took his laptop, um, I picture it as a cash converters, and um, he took it there to get it fixed. And he said, <coughs> politely, he said, my password is fucked up. Don't be offended, he said. I like that, how considerate he is. Don't be offended. Yeah, don't be offended. And then Biden oh. reportedly revealed the password was anal... Anal, f- anal f- 69 or something to that extent with Mac Isaac noting that the Biden so that was a person inebriated condition made it hard to understand him so not only really did he's he, gone in pissed he's got him pissed he's got in cash converters pissed I mean that's a given anyway it's for someone who used to work in there um, that's a given so I mean you have to the staff as well but more of the time um, the next bit I like though where the guy's just like why don't you type it in yourself <laughs> you just said, yeah Type it in yourself, yeah. mate. He's like, oh, right then. Your dad's not the president, is he? Uh, he's vice president at the minute. He's vice but, president. Um, he I've, don't... Got, on, I've yeah. got on good authority um, from some vote machine makers that he's probably going to be the president at some point in the future. <laughs> not that he'll bloody remember. That's what he oh, went like. Man. He had a moment of like sobered up daddy issues. And, oh, not that he'd remember. He's got a problem. And then back to being pissed and trying to get his laptop. <laughs> Well, actually, that's quite a point, actually, when you say daddy issues. There will, there will almost certainly be a reason why Hunter Biden is as fucked up as he is. Absolutely. Of course and why is. he he um, uses recreational drugs in such a manner and, from what it seems at least, treats women with such disregard yeah. and lack of respect. Because, you know, I don't think you come out the womb going anal fuck 69. <laughs> I think you kind of, you know that attitude towards women because i've seen some of the photos from his laptop and he's just there like taking selfies with like one woman on his head and one on his pecker and it's all just a bit <laughs> really really yeah yeah you've got to have some sort of childhood trauma going on there to be to do that he's self-destructing i mean he subconsciously somewhere deep down he probably thought he knew that these would get seen at some point he just wants to destroy himself and maybe in the process tr- destroy his dad Maybe, yeah. I mean, his mum died, didn't she, in a car crash when yeah. he was young. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's some trauma, isn't it? That'll that's some it. trauma. Yeah. yeah. But he's still a knobhead. Oh, yeah, of course he is. There's no excuse for being a knobhead just because you've had trauma. But, yeah, I think that you're right. I think some things went on there. But that that was a good one. Bono's back. Back again. Have you seen it? Yeah, it was on mine. But um, <laughs> he's just such a wanker, isn't he? His guys, from what I can, I can see, he's, run, he's sung Stand By Me, didn't he? Stand by me with you, you two's Bono and the Edge. What a just a ridiculous name! Performing Ukraine subway station. Two members of the Irish rock band group howled Ukraines for fight, fighting for all of us, who love freedom. That's what they said, and then they sung Stand by Me. Was it Stand by Me? I don't know. As in, what version of Stand by Me? The, the shitty Irish one. Right. Yeah. The no, not not um Oasis. The kind of, you know the. I don't know what you call it, R&B one from the Stand, 40s. Stand by me, yeah, stand that one. by me, yeah, that one. Who I sang that originally? Oh, I don't know, they've got loads of different, that's been done so many times over the years. I have yeah, no I remember a Pennywise version, which I really liked, like a, like a punk rock version from the yeah. 90s, that was a good version of it. There was a rap version in the ni- in the late 90s, if I remember by the by. Didn't Limp Biscuit do one? I wouldn't be surprised, I think it's like four chords, so, I mean... I don't think it's a it's a big one to try and get your head round, but they sung it in in the uh, yeah. So Bono put his oar in, in a, in a tunnel in Ukraine. So that was, was fun. They've all had a go out there, haven't they? Like, it's meant to be a war zone. Like that's all my question is because I'm not seeing any footage of war. I'm not seeing I'm not seeing that. No. All I'm seeing is Ukrainian officials say. Ukrainian sources reveal Vladimir Zelensky tells Associated Press. You know, it's like it's one side of it the whole fucking time. Yeah. And and then you've got all these celebrities. You've got Pelosi. You've got Boris Johnson walking down the street. 
while some guy's buying hot dog. Remember <laughs> yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, but that's not how it works. That's not how war works. They don't just stop and go, should we take 20 minutes, lads? Should we just... Because I'm, I'm knackered. I'm on a cup of coffee. I mean, yeah, they don't just turn it off. But... Well, this, this is the thing. Like, could you imagine in the Second World War, oh, Winston Churchill's just fucking off to Paris just to go for a walk down occupied Paris? It's... <laughs> What do you mean? Yeah, what is it? The fat guy wants some donuts, okay? Let he's... him get some donuts. You've seen him when he's angry. Pano chocolat. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like, it just doesn't make sense. And the fact, yeah, Bono and the Ez, they're in a subway station. It's almost become like Live 8, isn't it? Yeah. Like a celebrity uh, load of bollocks. That's what they'll do next. It'll be a Live Aid type thing for Ukraine, wouldn't it? And there'll be Gaga, and there'll be Bono, and there'll be Madonna, although she won't know she's there. There'll be Biden. He won't know he's there either. Geldof's uh, already chiming up, isn't he? He's already involved. Oh, is he? Yeah, well, he's Geldof probably organising something. Elton John will turn up. All the sirs. He'll change the lyrics to a song, won't he? He will. Elton. Just, just and then one lyric. It. <laughs> just yeah. one lyric, yeah. Would you change it from England's Rose, England's Rose? What can we put there instead? We'd just change the same song. Yeah, just don't say Norma Jean, because that wouldn't work for Diana, would it? Because her name's not Norma Jean. Idiot. English Rose, yeah. done. Do we have to get Bernie Tolpin in to rewrite this? It's one word, Alton. I'll one change word. it. I'll change it. Yeah, so do you use Ambersol with Arthur? Yeah, like, we actually used it this morning, yeah. When he's teething, yeah. Yep. So it's just like, in the old days, it would have been scotch, basically. You just rub scotch on the gums of a kid, but apparently you can't do that now, um, which is fine, because I don't want to waste any. But... Um, so we have a little diffuser in the corner of the room, just when she's got when she's got the sniffles, obviously, which she gets when she's teething, she's got runny nose. And um, we put old bus oil in it, right? Just clear the nasal passages mm-hmm. a bit, right? So Gemma, right, she's come downstairs. She goes, I've got a confession to make. I'm right, I'm thinking, here we go, who is he? <laughs> and, um, and she goes, um, she goes, I wasn't concentrating. I was trying to entertain Ophi. Obviously, I'm downstairs with Alora. And um, so she said, so I've, I've filled the diffuser full of Ambersol. She's put this teething liquid in it. So obviously tip that out. And um but like obviously her teething's quite bad at the moment. She's got the top four all coming in at the top at the yeah, time at the same time. Arthur's like, the same, all of them the same. Brutal. It's like it was like the, the shutters going down on a shop. Yeah, that's what she's like. The top four, like fucking Champions League. <laughs> and um so I had to nip out to and the nearest place I could go, this was about half seven, eight. Obviously it was a late pharmacy and it was in Alfreton, which is about twenty five minutes from me. So I drove up the road anyway. We go to Alfreton a fair bit because we have to go through there to get to Matlock and we're always going to Matlock and Matlock Bath, fish and chips. And um, there's this pub on the right and it's got four Ukraine flags down the front of it. Like, Really? It's, it's like Ukraine's jubilee. right? And so I looked and I saw that out the corner of my eye and they've all gone. Right. I thought, oh, okay. So I went in, bought stuff, came out and then on, on the way back, you go through... I'm not going to give away too much of my village. I'll have uh, some crazy bastard in my back garden. Um, but anyway, near me, again, someone had a big flag, which normally has the um, George St. George's Cross. Yeah. They had a Ukraine flag. Well, that had gone. Right? I was like, oh, okay. Right. And then on this morning, on the walk-in, on, on the drive-in, sorry, I have to drive past a, a brewery, and they had a big fucking Ukrainian flag on it. That's gone. And so I thought, what's happened? I mean, am I reading something into that? I don't know. Uh, or are people just bored or they just want to move on to the next thing? Like, are they done with it now? I think you're right. I think they're done with it now. For what I've seen kind of since like the Ukraine thing and then we tried to the climate change thing, it seems like a four week kind of gap and then they have to switch it again and try something else. And I think, yeah, I think they're bored of it. Oh, one down at the gym here have got a, it's amazing. They've got the Union Jack, half Union Jack and half Ukraine flag. It's like together. They've melded it. And they've put it on a pole twice. And someone's made that. Someone's made some money out of that. Out of that. They've gone I've seen a business business here in this. Limited, obviously. But some people are making a lot of money out of it, I would imagine. We're yeah. sending them another one point six billion. What me and you? Yeah, me and you, yeah. We've got, we've got the letter this morning. Just, um, I'll have a look in my wallet. I might have it's, a... it's, it's mad, isn't it? Where Britain is on its arse, right? They're already warning of food shortages. Fuel prices uh, have gone through the roof, even though Shell are making... They've made $7.5 billion, I think it is, profit in the last three months on top, extra profit than they made in the same three months the year before. They're struggling. Um, <laughs> so the prices have gone up, and 
so that's obviously affecting everyone. Yeah. Uh, energy prices have gone up. Like my energy prices have quadrupled. They're now saying that they're going to go up again 40% in, in October. Yeah, another 40% October. So they're now saying that we're at a position now where another 200,000 households are destitute. That was a story on ITV today. Another 200,000 households. So bear in mind, you're thinking probably f average of four per household. Right? Okay. So... We're talking, you know, we're pushing a million, and that'll be an under, that'll be an underestimation because it always fucking is. Um, are are going to be in destitute, you know, destitute. Your um, interest rates have gone up for the fourth time this year. It's fucking May. Yeah. And so obviously everyone's mortgage prices are going up, and it's like I keep hearing like cost of living. It's not the cost of living because it's not living. It's the cost of not dying. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're right. Of course it is. And it's insane, but but we as a, as a taxpayers can send another 1.6 billion to Zelensky to buy another fucking tracksuit, and that that makes our total three billion. We've sent three billion. It's absolutely. And kids are in food banks, mate. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The the thing is, they'll price themselves out. Soon people will just go can't pay it. There comes a point where it is it, it can't be paid, so it won't be paid. And then it's just then it's like you're gonna have to backtrack that. But it's a very much like a narcissistic bullying technique over a country. So we'll just take, 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 and take. And then we'll, what we'll, we won't even just take. We'll show you where we're sending it, your money. We're yeah. Basically taking the piss out well, of it. Well, that's it. But the thing is as well, it's like the French, right? Okay, with COVID, they stood up a bit. Not as much as England, I have to say. I think the English were fucking powerful as fuck yeah. uh, for once. But I remember spending quite a lot of time in France when I was younger. And, you know, if someone puts a speed camera up somewhere, rural, it's gone the next day. Someone with a tractor and a chain's had that out, right? They just don't fucking take any shit, basically, yeah. the French. Um, until the Germans arrive. But, um, <laughs> but so with France, right, they know, the government of France knows, that if these energy prices go up as the energy providers would want them to, they are fucked. Like, there will be a fucking riot. There will be a revolution. And, you know, people get their heads cut off. And so, um, so they went up 4%. Whereas ours went up like 54%. Amazing. And you're like, because what it is in England, you know, unfortunately, Britain generally, they know people aren't going to do fuck all. Yeah. People aren't going to do fuck all. They're just going to whinge about it, but they're not going to do fuck all. Whereas the French, they would literally, there would be riots. They would be burning down buildings and shit. And yeah. so they're like, oh, okay, well, how, how much can we get away with? Pfft, 4%. All right, we'll do that then. You yeah. know, so, so the government stepped in to, to stop them going up into the crazy figures whereas here the government don't give a shit no no they don't and it's absurd isn't it and before all this covid madness it was china and france were just kicking off and i still believe part major part of why this was all just drummed up was to stop that because there were massive protests way before this started especially in france obviously we had the blue uh, the blue vests i can't remember yellow, yellow, yellow vests vest, sorry yeah um yeah, all that was starting. So the part of this was clearly to dampen that down. Yeah, and I'm not having it as well that that Macron won that election. Like my ass, mate. Like I've seen footage of of Le Pen. I'm not a fan of Le Pen, but I've seen uh, footage on TV of her losing. Like so, they've got the number of votes here, the number of votes there, and then it goes to the guy. He says something on camera, comes back, and she's lost about one and a half million votes. <laughs> like a minute. Yeah, well, less than a minute. They just sort of just disappeared off the thing, and it's like, <laughs> how's that happened? Yeah. Someone gone back in and take. Oh, sorry, I'll put it in the wrong one. <laughs> it's a long queue of them gone. Sorry. It's mad. Yeah, it's I really mad, like the big eared chap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, and so Macron wins again, and you know, here we go. Oh, it's not More looking, of the same. It's not looking good for for in in that sense, is it? Really, to be honest, all these World Economic Forum muppets in. But well, that's the, all it the, is, isn't it? The more, the more. Disturbing thing is that we know, we can we know it. Everybody knows it. Even the people that don't understand it know that there's all of these people are Dern, um, Blair, obviously Macron, Trudeau, Trudeau, and they uh, all are. They're all, they all are. But they know it. So why isn't something being done about it? I mean, what can be done about it? Like if you've gone there, then you can't get in. You can't go in. You, you've clearly been indoctrinated. You're yeah, in. exactly. Yeah, but well, that's the Ill. thing. It's the same as when you know in America, if you wanted to become. Uh, a senator or a congressman or you know president or whatever in america you had to swear an allegiance to israel 
right? Fact. What a ridiculous People give thing. it all conspiracy theory. Fact. Yeah. People have come out. People like Cynthia McKinney came out and said that her funding dried up completely when they said, she said, I'm not signing that. I'm, I'm my allegiance is to America. I'm, I'm American. What do you mean sign allegiance to, to a country in the Middle East? Yeah. Not doing it. Career over. Done. Hmm. So it's the same thing. You know, do you want to be president? Do you want to be this? Do you want to be that? Yeah, I'd love to be. Are you part of the World Economic Forum? I'm not. Sorry. Oh, they've all just walked off. But it's over. Done. Yeah. Is it's 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 absurd how over the top as well is, which will be their downfall, eventually will be their downfall. Yeah, uh, because they get so arrogant yeah. that they they and also like we spoke about before, they have to tell you. They always tell you, they always tell you what they're doing. So they're talking about stuff now. Um, the UK government is, um, and it's there on the government website. I shared it where they're talking about geoengineering, mm. um, and and cra- uh, cloud seeding and putting. Um, certain substances in the clouds to reflect the sunlight and it's like yeah that yeah. was a cons- that was that was a conspiracy theory well all of them there isn't such things as conspiracy theories so really we're getting very low in the bucket list of them um but again as you say someone like a narcissist will have to tell you what what they're doing and part of the game and part of the thrill for them is to tell you to your face in a way that you don't really get unless you know what you're looking for and then to see if you can guess it it's it's part of the twisted thrill yeah, of it. It's, yeah, it's the, it's the Jack the Ripper letters, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you have to, you know... And like any serial killer and psychopath, there's a part of them that wants to get caught because they want recognition for what they've done. You know, it's... Yeah, it's, I think it's a it's, twofold. It's a strange one. They want recognition for what they've done, but also the very, very core of themselves. They're in so much pain, they want the pain to stop. It, it, there is two things. There is still a human right at the core of them, which is so much pain from, obviously possibly childhood abuse or whatever but they want that pain to stop so they're very self-destructive because they don't really want to be here they want nihilism they want everyone dead all of it dead they want it they want that eternal blissful sleep but they're not aware of not not conscious of that they think that they want to be caught but actually they just want to lights out for everything and all of it go away it's too painful yeah they got deep but yeah that's that's true it's what it is arthur agrees Arthur Grace, yeah, yeah, he's all right. He's teething. He's teething still. Um, arrested for selling fruit. Someone got arrested for selling fruit. And new New York City mayor defends kidnapping. Not just arrested. Kidnapping, strip searching mother for selling fruit without paying the city first in New there York. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Land of the free, bro. It's what it says in the land of the free. Attempting to earn money in certain professions without first paying the state for the privilege to earn. Of doing so can and will get you kidnapped and extorted. These laws are applied to children behind lemonade stands. America is absolutely fucked. That's it's fucked, and they they most you know Americans will will laugh at North Korea, and you're like, mate, at least North Korea are admitting it. Yeah, yeah, and it's not a disturbing. I mean, that's New York. New York is Gotham City now. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Gotham City. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, I actually thought that the other day because uh, Gemma put the new Batman on, and it was like suit direction, and um, <laughs> it is. Yeah, I just looked at it and I'm like, which one's Gotham, which one's New York? Yep, like That's it's, what it is. Yeah. it's you know, and it, to be fair, mate, it was going that way a bit before because I've been to New York a few times, um, and when I went out to watch the Rangers last time, like. You know, I, I was staying in a hotel opposite Madison Square Garden, which sounds expensive. It was cheap, and I got bug bites from it, but there you go. Right. Um, and I remember walking out for the Dallas game. Bear in mind, in New York City, and I've got a New York Rangers shirt on, I was just getting fuckloads of abuse shouted at me by just scallywags on the street. And you're just like, man, this place used to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it went, it was, that was done on purpose. Who was, the, um, who was the mayor there when this all kicked off? And he did a really weird thing from inside like the war bunker and he looked like batman and he got kind of chucked out for apparently harassing women oh cuomo 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 did you remember seeing that we did it i think we covered it on a what F really early what F. and he was in this room that he called the war room and it looked like looked like gotham city he was in this big stage thing do you remember it it was really vaguely odd. yeah and then yeah. he turned and half his face was missing <laughs> yeah 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 remember he had a harvey dent in his bonnet yeah he's a but that's what it is. They've turned it into Gotham, and they've been telling you for a long, long time that this is what's going to happen. And obviously, we had the New New York has that whole reptilian kind of um, element of I'm not, not saying the reptilians are there, but there's the whole kind of spirit conspiracy of the underground city there, then reptilians, and obviously there's a, the Freemasonic thing is rampant there in New York. It is a Freemasonic city, isn't it? 
It's yeah, it is yeah. It's uh, uh, these major cities are London. London's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. The city of London is yeah. Have you got any more? Yeah. So Starmer, right? He makes me laugh because he is such a fucking like. I just think he was there to get the Tories in. Right. Right. Because like, or to keep the Tories in, and and to basically not have an opposition, because there is no opposition at all, and and the Tories are doing all the bidding, they're doing everything, they're destroying everything, they're doing exactly what the plan is, and you've got this waste of space, non-alternative. Like if Corbyn was still in there, I don't know Corbyn took a batter in at the last one, but he only took a batter in because of his stance on Brexit. I think that's why he lost the Red Wall. That was pathetic. If he'd have stayed true to himself and not been such a fucking fanny, yeah, um, they'd have had half a chance. But um. But yes, so I've got this guy Starmer in there who is just Tory light with his fucking welding visor on at all times. And how he hasn't taken advantage of, of just what a mess the Tory party is, is is beyond me. So, you know, you had all Partygate and all that sort of stuff. You know, just mm. keep your powder dry, um, Starmer. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you just, I mean, we're preaching this, so you just keep doing that. You know, curry, I'm, I, I won't bother. I, I want one. Don't get me off, I can love a curry. But I won't bother. But no, they just want to do it. And they have a curry and they have beers. And then they go, oh, no, it just happened. Like, it, we, we didn't plan it. As if that makes a difference. But you can't I... just happen. That's the nature of doing stuff. If I want to pick a cup up, I have to plan it in my head first before my hand goes out and I pick it up. Doesn't well, happen it... to you. You didn't go, someone forced all this on me. All this life. In the Labour Party, though, he, he, they put a memo out, didn't they? Here we go. This is what's happening. So, so you bang to rights, really. But then he's gone. If um if the police find me, then I'll quit. They're like, weren't you the head of the CPS? <laughs> I think you might be alright. Yeah. I don't. You're looking gonna... for yourself. I get yeah. I get the feeling that you're gonna find me, mate. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I'll see you Sunday. All right. Yeah. 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 You work on the handicap, mate. All right. See you later. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. I'd probably play a joke when I get there. Can you see me? Can you see me? You can't see me. You see me, can't you see all night long. So just long going joke, but I'm having beers and curries behind the curtains. Can you see me? Oh, you're frozen again. Oh, there you go, you're back. Yeah. That's the that's the joke of it, isn't it? That you had, you know, the Tories putting all these rules in place. Um, the idiots followed, to be fair. But then you had um, the the Labour Party, which were even worse and would have pushed for even more draconian lockdowns, um, and turned us into Shanghai. Would go in and just doing what they wanted as well. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't give a shit in the sense that I was drinking beer and eating curry with my mates, so I don't give a shit about that. But I wasn't telling anyone else not to. Yeah, well, exactly. No, yeah, yeah, and you weren't on in a position where you were earning a living to tell not people not to, as well. That was his exactly. whole point. He was supposed to be. Yeah, and he just looks like a, when you, the pictures of him now, it's like a, a broken little boy. Has it just dawned on you, dawned on him that that this is what he was put in there for? Do you think he knew all along? He, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I mean, he's uh, for me, like having a sir as the head of the working class Labour Party is kind of fucking ridiculous anyway. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. Just the idea yeah. of that, you know, is insane. Uh, he lives on one knee. Uh, he lives in a mask. He lives or, or and or in a visor. Um, <laughs> he's just a bit of a mess, isn't he? And yeah. I just think like, but but it's like when, um, who was it that Blair went up against? He was up against William Hague, I think. I mean... Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like for me, if if I own a if I've got a boxer and I want to fix the fight and I want that boxer to win, I need to control who's in the ring opposite him. So I just put like I don't know, Screech from Saved by the Bell in there opposite him because I know he's going to get battered. Yeah. You know, and and then you can still say to everyone, you've got you got the choice, you've got illusion of choice. You voted, didn't you? Yeah. You, you voted, mate. You voted. It's like yeah, but what was the choice? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. and, so that's the for me. I think that's what Starmer's doing there anyway. Um, talking of China though, because they would have turned it into China. I think we had a conversation about this at the start of the week, and the news headline is "He's alive," right? Okay. Who? Morgue workers realise that a COVID corpse is still alive. <laughs> oh yeah, that was in Shanghai. So they're wheeling him out in a body bag, right? And then suddenly he's just like, oh, "What's going on?" And so they all rush and uh, open up the body bag, and there he is. Oh God! Not, did he shout dead. out "I'm alive," or did he just wriggle around a bit? Um, in I Chinese, th- obviously. I think someone else shouted out, "He's alive." Oh, it sounds like it's like a Frankenstein movie. 
Yeah, and then he just sat bolt upright, and his eyes just went like bright red. Yeah, everyone dropped dead. His projectile vomited everywhere. Oh, amazing! Amazing! It was amazing. And then went, yes, he's alive, but he's probably had a curry. That's that sounds like curry. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine getting to that far. They put him in the. Did they not check his heart rate? The the heart that was still going. The first thing you kind of do when you check if someone's dead. I think their idea is: is he test positive? Yeah, he's definitely dead. Then actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and the guy, the old guys, they're going, "What? Can I at least finish my fucking coffee?" <laughs> no, you're dead. You're yeah. dead. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah, stick three eggs up his ass. See if he's still breathing. Yeah, but not. Don't try four. <laughs> yeah. But but what they they because the video there's a video of it and you can see it and what they've probably done is they've just cut it at a point where he goes he's alive and then he sits up and then they go cut 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 and in actual fact so like, he's alive sits up, <laughs> taken out by a sniper bang. <laughs> yeah. Put that as a COVID death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and if you don't, this one's for you. The next bullet in the back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing that they actually got one. I don't know how you do that. How do you go to the like the grieving family at home going, oh, we've lost Kenneth. We've lost him. It's a very Chinese name. We've lost Kenneth. And, and we're not really upset because, I mean, he was a very good father, but he paid the mortgage. Oh, my God. And then he walks back through the door and he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to deal with this. No, it makes me think of Phoenix Knights. He's like all bewildered with his posit- PCR test. And he's just standing at the door. And the whole family turn around. It's just because they tested him in the arse, weren't they? He's probably got a swab hanging out of his bum. He's butt naked. <laughs> sit, Don't sit down, don't sit down. <laughs> Pull it out first, now sit down. Uh, sit down right. yeah. Can we yeah. get him a cup of tea? Someone get him a cup of tea. Get him a cup of tea. Cover his wing key. Not Tetley. We need to do a ceremony. Yeah, the kids are around. We've yeah. got, we've got the niece and nephew around. We're actually doing. We're already planning the funeral. They're all arguing over his um, inheritance. Exactly. One of them's already looking through the Argos catalogue. <laughs> I'm going for that. Oh fuck. Oh, he's no, bad. Yeah. No, Chance. I knew it'd be our family. One would die and come back. Are you Jesus? Is he Jesus? Talking of death, though. You know, last time I was telling you about how I knew someone that was involved in this or was arrested involved with this murder thing. Yeah, that was mind-blowing. Yeah, that was crazy. So transpired, they had nothing to do with it. They were just there. So they were released absolutely fine. Um, it's banged to rights what happened. But I knew the guy that was dead or was dead. He, he is dead. I knew him. Are you I sure? Knew, yeah, I knew him and I knew him really well. Yeah. And um, just crazy. Yeah. So my mate... Um, Turlo phoned me and he was like, have you heard? And I was like, no, it wasn't him. It's like, yeah, it was. And the more I thought about it, I was thought, I kind of never thought you'd go any other way than that, really. You know, some people live just certain lives. Yeah, yeah. You just think, I don't see you growing old in a yeah. nursing home. I just think this is, there's something's going to happen. And it did, yeah. Um, which is sad, obviously, but yeah. Mad, isn't it, how small the Isle of Wight is? I'm literally like, yeah, yeah, I knew him. Yeah. Well, you did all know each other there, though. Like, you... Yeah, but there's 150,000 people there. Is so there really? Yeah, yeah, but everyone still knows everyone. It's weird. It's, it's weird, a yeah. big place, but it's, and it's very spread out as well in terms of like... It is, yeah, lots little... of green, lots of greenery, yeah. But I, um, yeah, he was probably quite, you know, if you had to list, like from when I was in a band, when I was young, and I was a drinker, you know, and you were always uh, gigging and drinking, and so you are always around these sort of people. If I had to list sort of 20, I reckon 30 maybe, characters from back then that were poignant to me in terms of memories yep. he would be he would be one of them so that's weird that's quite that's really sad he was only young wasn't he what oh no 50 odd oh is he well still still, still young, young yeah. yeah still young but um but i don't think age comes into it when it's like a murder <laughs> no it doesn't he was really young to be murdered yeah, yeah. but He's... yeah really, it's quite sad really well, it wasn't quite sad. It is sad because yeah, that happened to anyone's sad. When you know them, it kind of so you, you know their family. So what happened if it wasn't the girl? Uh, I don't know fully. Okay. But, um, but they were there when a fight kicked out between two blokes. And so he died and the other guy um, was in ICU with stab wounds as well. So it was oh, a, I think it was a, I think it was a, you know, a knife fight. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh. Yeah, the, you know, the Isle of Wight's got some dark stuff going on there, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like people see it as like a holiday island, but even when I was a kid, like when even when I was a teenager in my early twenties, when I lived there, like, you know, someone getting stabbed on a Saturday night in in the high street wasn't completely okay, mental. Yeah. Well, there was that big case, wasn't there? I think I watched a documentary about it, and he was of Damien Nettles. 
I think that might have been the one. He died in this little house, and the last thing he was saw in a fish and chip shop or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I never knew him, but I've got mutual friends. Um, but yeah, he, they they blatantly killed him and, and disposed of the body, but didn't have the the goodwill to uh, to let the family know so they could bury him, which is just you know outrageous. But the guy who the guy who blatantly did it, and everyone knew did it, because it's the Isle of Wight. Um, he died by um, of a knife in the back. He got stabbed in the back in a bath, which I don't know how the fuck you do that. Do you take you... a bath face down? But, you should laugh, but I don't know how that works either. Well, he was, you know, not a very nice person and um, a big drug dealer and generally just, yeah. So, you know, if you're going to do that to other people, then you've got to kind of expect it's going to happen to you at some point, And that's you what happened. Always lock the door when I'm having a bath. Always. Just in um, case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but then I don't live in a drug den, so, <laughs> so I'm lucky. That's a good point, yeah. Well, then, you never reason. know, now we've got, like, Anibazol, bloody Ambazol, whatever it's called, like, clouds in the house. That's true. You could probably off your tits and you won't remember any of this. You'll get home later with a swab up your bum, three three eggs, three hard-boiled eggs, and you'll go, I have no idea what happened today. I need to go and record what half with Rich. I need to squat like a hen. <laughs> um, BBC Climate Change people, they're back. Let's just quickly do that one. BBC climate editor whose sister is an insulate Britain fanatic made false claims on global warming, including worldwide deaths arising and and Madagascar is on the verge of famine. I've seen that movie and there are no and that has no relevance to the film at all. No, and there's a lot of zebras. Yeah, so she's zebras. Zebras. <laughs> yeah, so she's talk. She's lying. Um, yeah, they, they're pushing the climate change thing quite a lot now, aren't they? Of course they are. But this yeah. is the same BBC that was talking about the ghost of Kiev, which transpires never fucking existed. I don't really know what about that. I know it, I've it, heard it, of it, the ghost of Kiev. Yeah, but... the ghost of Kiev is this like sniper pilot or whatever it was that was like, you know, he was taking out all these Russian troops and he was taking out this and he was taking out that. It never existed. He was he was invented for morale. And who invented but... him? Oh, OK. So he was. The... Yeah. So they told him that, OK, it got people gaslit people into into, a war. into people were that were kind of thinking we're getting battered all of a sudden this ghost of Kiev was there and was taking out all these Russians and was gonna was boosting morale so I'm guessing Zelensky Elensky and co you know must have invented him but the BBC reported him as fact so that's right. good for you your misinformation department but where are all these pe- di- people dying so and I mean the people were dying so they were dying from something they, but they were saying it was this ghost of Kiev but people would have had to have been turning up dying to go well, well not not, not necessarily not necessarily Russian troops though I mean how many how many the only the, the number of Russian troops I know that are dead is the result of Ukrainian sources say so mm. they're not going to say 14 <laughs> are they blew up an ice cream van they're just they're you know so I don't know it's all you know that's that's that saying isn't it the, the first casualty of war is the truth and that's that's exactly how it is with this one yeah. it's just it's just bullshit there's bullshit left right and center um, talking of bullshit nice you see, um, Charles gave the speech to Parliament. No. Yeah, so the Queen's meant to do it. The Queen's supposed to open an open Parliament. Oh, um, okay. And talk about the laws that are going to be passed that have already been pre-agreed fucking about 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, no, Charles had to do it because the Queen has mobility issues. Right. That's it. They couldn't stick a podcast mic in front of her. Well, it's very vague, isn't it? She's got, you know, mobility issues. And it, it makes me think of Philip when, you know, lots of people were saying, hang on a minute, I think Philip's brown bread. And then you didn't see him forever. And then all of a sudden, he was dead. And it was like, but there's a big gap in between the two where I think mm. he, he was potentially dead already. Um, um, but they save these announcements for certain, for a big, you know, for a certain point, don't they? Right. And yeah. so a lot, there's been a lot of people saying that the Queen is no longer with us. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but she does seem to be not showing up anywhere. And now she's not here either because of mobility issues. Well, so... she's not turned up for work, is she? So, I mean, I'm hoping they're docking her pay for that because, you know, if that had been us or anyone else, we would have got, like, we can't, well, I'm not going to pay you that. I'll take that off your holiday. Yeah, and also, is she allowed disability, though, if she's got another income? That's a good point. I don't think so. I think it's null and void. So, essentially, you know, she's... She's defrauding Her Majesty's works and pensions, isn't she? She's stealing from herself. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. 
Stop stealing from yourself. I don't know how. I don't um, know how. Have you got any more? I've got um, one. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Um, I've got another another climate change one. Prince William's back. Back again. Prince William praises TV. This was quite good, actually. Prince William praises TV writers for inserting green alarmist agenda into shows. Oh, and, and after a video. So he came on after a video that was saying that the... That the um, that the planet is on fire. I can see it. I mean, I've got a window. I mean, what's yours like? Uh, it's raining. Pissing it down here too. Yeah, it's but it's raining. F- fire. <laughs> Rain of fire. Can you see Christian Bale out there, running around? Is I imagine that though. Like you are, you know, uh, uh, no hair to the throne, and <laughs> and. You go on and just say, yeah, well done for um, for trying to frighten the public and gaslighting the public with stuff. That's wicked. And insulting, inserting sort of almost subliminal messaging to uh, frighten children. Um, thanks. It's great. <laughs> That's basically what he did. Prince weird, William has opened a BAFTA segment on climate change, praising television writers for inserting green alarmist messages into their programmes and urge them to keep them keep them higher up on the agenda of programming. Agenda of programming. Good choice of words. His words followed a video that claimed the planet is on fire. The Duke appeared as part of a special video address highlighting planet placement, in which shows feature messages about sustainability throughout the ordinary ordinary programme. I'd love to see that in EastEnders. But you have to tell them if it's product placement. I remember watching Racket Ralph too. Re- uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Racket, Wreck it, Ralph. Yeah, recently. Yeah, and it, and it says this film contains product placement because it's got all the you know it's got lots of it. Yeah. So if you so it should then say at the top this 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 film has has uh, planet placement. Yeah. Or planet propaganda placement. Yeah. yeah. PPP. PPP. <laughs> yeah. So that's what they're doing now. So they're just openly doing it now. But now it's a virtue to do it. So it's not just like oh we're blame you. It's like but it's good. It's good for you. This stuff. Put it more in. I'd love. As I say, I'd like to see it in EastEnders. I don't like. I don't watch EastEnders. So I have no idea what's going on in EastEnders. I haven't seen it for about twenty years. No. But I I'll go with Ian Beale because he's a safe bet. Him like I don't know, outside in his solar smart car, driving around, selling fruit. That's that's as good as I can get with EastEnders. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the um the laundrettes closed down because everyone's having to wash their clothes in the Thames. <laughs> Just doing our bit. Just doing our bit. Yeah, at the start. And then the lights keep going off in the in the Queen Vic because the solar panels only charge so long. They've got to switch them off to save sun energy because that's, sustain- that's sustainable sun because we're using the sun up too much, I reckon. So we've got to keep switching them off so the sun don't get but don't burn itself out. Yeah, there's only so much of it, isn't there? Yeah, it's running out. I mean, it's raining outside. So it wouldn't be raining outside if the sun weren't dying. I remember an old friend worked out, he's a copper now, actually. He worked out that um, how much, I can't remember the exact figures, it was years ago, but how much Mark Fowler would have to earn a year <laughs> on his grocery stall. Right? Is that what police would do? When they well, got... no, this was, this was when we were young. It was like having a conversation in the, in the pub. I thought it was at work. And it was like trying to fathom out how Mark Fowler had AIDS for like 40 years. He did. Um, yeah. And ran a grocery stall that he was always getting someone to cover for him. Um Yes, true. to go off and do stuff, and he lived in like a four-bedroom semi-detached house in East London, um, and it was it was it was astronomical the amount he was having to make out of like bananas, apples, and pears. Like even back then, it was probably about I don't know exactly, but it was probably about sixty, seventy grand a year. Yeah, out, out of selling apples, <laughs> when he's never actually selling them because he's getting someone else from a clothes stall to cover his. Please keep covering. I've got to go and talk to Ruth. Oh, right, mate. Oh uh, yeah. Well, again. You gotta to go talk to her again. Yeah, you're you're looking a bit peaky at the moment. I just, always always talking to Ruth. There's a pandemic coming, so yeah, yeah. He did. Did he? He did. Did his character die of AIDS eventually? No, he became a copper and joined the bill. <laughs> he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, but became a proper psychopath and a murderer, if I remember oh. rightly. His character in the bill. I don't even watch a lot of telly. He, he didn't have AIDS in the bill though. He didn't take no, it with they, him. No, they cured it. Oh, yeah, they got rid of it. Got rid of it in the advert break. Yeah, got rid of the advert break. Um, spoke to Fauci, said, I've done, mate. I'm having this stuff. This is horrible. Oh, you invented it. It's, it's gone now. Um, <laughs> I'm not seeing any links between um, 
HIV and AIDS. I've spoke to Carrie Mullis, and um, it's made me just think I need a new start. So I've decided fuck off the, um, you know, 400 pound apples. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to become a copper and start murdering other coppers. Uh, why not? Because the only other option is to work on a farm where an aeroplane crashed. And no one really wants to work there because it's really boring. Yeah, um, although if I had to work on any of them, that would be the one, Emmerdale, because right. the beer they serve in the Woolpack is actually beer. I like the fact that that's your kind of, that goes first. That's kind of, if I had to do, live in any makeshift or make-believe yeah. world, I'm going to have to, it's beer related. Well, if you're thinking, so let's do the big three then. So you've got Emmerdale, which was Emmerdale Farm when I was a kid. They it lost was. The farm. Well, that's when so, the plane crashed. Yeah, Bill Gates bought it. Um, <laughs> Emma, uh, yeah, East Enders, then Coronation Street. So your choice is East London to live. Yeah. All right. Manchester. All right. Or the countryside. That's a good point. That is a good point. Well, you could go to Hollyoaks and be the smartest person in the world. You could. And actually, that's in Chester. And yeah. Chester is nice. I like yeah. Chester. You yeah, could be literally fair. be the brightest man in the room. Yeah, but I would rather live in the countryside. And also, like I say, like so in Emma, Emma, in Emmerdale, it's real beer. In the others, I don't know if it's like, I remember reading it's like almost like a brown sugar water or something like, I mean, it's, it's got to be something more fucking like, something better now. Maybe Barbara like Windsor's a, piss. Maybe she's dehydrated. She maybe um, maybe like an iced tea or something. But yeah, it's not, it just looks like beer, but it's not real beer. And it always makes me laugh when people walk in as well. And they go, all right, mate, can I have a pint, please? <laughs> of, of what? Yeah, that's of true. No, non-specific, is it? Yeah there's, yeah, there's a load of stuff. I mean, even if, like, you, you can't say the name because, you know, planet placement or whatever, but you've got all the taps there. Even if you just yeah. walk in and it's not visible, the logo, but you just go, oh, have a pint, please, mate. And you just yeah. tap it. Have a yeah, pint, yeah. Mate. Then, then I can watch that and go, well, the barman knows what pint it is because he's tapped top of it. Yeah, Done. it's true. It's, can I have a pint and a packet of crisps? Yeah. If, you, if you're flavor? a barman, you're like, just for fuck's sake. You're going to have to be more specific because last time you come in, 45 minutes we were at this. I think you're doing my head in. Really doing yeah. my head in. Yeah. But it does make me laugh because people write stuff into, like, in these, these script writers and stuff. We have to get everything right. We do that. That's not believable. This, that. Well, none of them, <laughs> I believe, is fair. But it's okay for someone to come in. If yeah. I was, if I got a job on, like, Corey, my Coronation Street, my first line would be, can you just edit that? Because he's just said, can I have a pint, please? And a <laughs> packet of crisps. Now you've got about eight flavors there i can see them you've got sweet chili in there and all right and you've got is he having a pint of cider yeah a pint of guinness a pint of lager a pint of bitter a pint of ale craft beer like which one is it mate a pint well i'll take my pick shall i yeah yeah mm, you look like a cider today <laughs> yeah it's a good point it's a really good point i haven't really thought that for, that through i mean they're quite good ones when they get to the do you remember el dorado it got oh. really good and then they canned it didn't it yeah I don't know if they got really good. I remember them canning it and just me watching it when I was about... Well, we're the same age. I'm nine. They I'm thinking, yeah, I don't really that. know what this is or where they this spent is supposed a to be. fortune on it. They did, yeah. They built a set in, like, Tenerife or somewhere out there, wasn't it? It was somewhere in the... in. I'm sure it was in the Canary Islands. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and and then it was really shit. The acting was dreadful. You had <laughs> the guy with the slick hair like that, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, proper slick hair. There was a young girl in a wheelchair. Um, I love it. I love and then... <laughs> just because you do yeah they're the only two characters i can remember they were main characters they weren't they yeah they and were. Then, the, yeah and then it, it they announced that they were canning it because it was shit but people were watching it in the way that you'd watch sharknado yeah well yeah because it's just dreadful and then i remember it getting really good so i don't know if maybe the writers had been a bit handcuffed and then they gone. you know what it's getting canned anyway sod it yeah that's right that's it actually thing. it actually got really and then it was gone yeah well they did that i mean i remember in the early days of uh, what is it, um, Hollyoaks, weren't bad, and then it got, and then that guy, Lucas, got bummed over a bonnet. Uh, and he got, he got like, bummed by multiple people over a bonnet, if I remember rightly. I mean, they weren't fighting over a bonnet. They, were, I mean, like, like a, a bonnet of like eggs or something. I mean, over a car bonnet, and um, yeah, that that creeped me out. I think it stayed with me. I mean, I was eleven, so that was like, this is a bit much. Yeah, it was quite powerful, wasn't it? To be fair, but I, I think like if you look at early actors and actresses that were in Emmerdale, uh, that were in, I'm obsessed with Emmerdale. They got real beer. Um, that were in Hollyoaks. They yeah. went on to have careers, and they went on, and, and you'll see them on the telly now. And then I think they just went down the line of, what do young people like? Hot men and sexy women. Right, yeah. done. We just put loads of them in. Um, and so, 
you know, you, you lose a little bit of substance with that, don't you? But J- oh, James oh. Corden was in it. What? James Corden was in it. That's where he kind of got his break in that. And he did a thing before that called Boys Unlimited, um, which is like a piss take for boy band. But he was in Hollyoaks and he left because they were bullying him. Um, because, they, yeah, they were bullying him. So they were kind of, obviously, he's a, he's a tubby lad. Even then, he was, he was tubbier then. And um, they were kind of making his character, taking the mickey out of him through his character by by making sure making out that his character loved food so much he had posters of food on his bedroom wall. It's quite, it's quite sad, really. I mean, the guy is annoying, but that's just quite awful. But then he went into Gavin and Stacey where it was the same. He was just shoveling curry down his neck, wasn't he? I know. I'm not saying that makes sense, but that was what he said. I remember it. I don't know why these things stick in your head. But I said, oh, bless him. And I liked him. And now he's he's got really annoying. He's, sing, he's singing in the street about Dr. Fauci. Oh, yeah. he's just lost oh, yeah. the plot. He's like, love me. Love me, everybody. Love me. Love me. It's not going to make you less fat, James. You can go to the gym because you're quite a good-looking guy under that, I reckon. But like, it's not going to stop being so desperate to be famous, which is yeah. ironic because that's exactly like the Boys Unlimited thing, which was a piss-take-or-take-that, and he was playing the Gary Barlow character. And um, it's really good, actually. It was like a mockumentary. And uh, that was all about that. About how right. desperate people are to be famous. And that a, was lot really of people, a lot of people become what they mock, though, don't they? Mm. You know, that they, they whether it's, I don't know what, what, how that works. I used to, um, when I did my groin, it was in a charity match, um, and that was, um, there's a link. It was um, uh, quite a lot of Hollyoaks actors were playing in that charity match. So they're actually really nice guys. I got on really well with them, if I'm honest. And then it was for an autism charity. Mm. And then what they'd do is they'd have these charity, charity matches where you'd have ex-pros and... Um, actors generally it was a couple of guys from emmerdale real beer in the ballpark yeah. um were playing um i remember angus deaton scoring the win- winning penalty in one of the games oh, wait, at i know yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, playing in charity matches um and then the charity decided to start a football team like well, let's start a football team and just play friendlies around the country against other charities and just try and raise some money so you do these big charity matches once a year and then you join this little kind of almost like a charity league. Yeah. And obviously, you know, none of the celebrities will play in that because they've all got careers, or whatever. But the but the Hollyoaks guys generally would. They'd just come along and they were like, I actually got on really well with them. They'd be like, are you, where, when's the next one? And you'd be like, oh, we're in Manchester. Like, That's not far from me. Oh, dude, give us the date. Yeah, I'll come and play. And um, they're really nice. And they could play a bit as well, to be fair. A couple of them could could really play a bit. Yeah, and, um, some some of them yeah. ended up doing that that football thing with with Robbie Williams, and that that was great. Whatever. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so good. But yeah, then then the last one was sponsored by Gavi, and I was like, oh, and I like this as well. Yeah, that surprised me about Robbie really. Yeah, that, after speaking bit. out about all this stuff, and then Gavi, like a few months after he was on, I think it was Chris Thrall's mm. podcast, um, talking about all this stuff. Gavi sponsoring the football thing and I was like oh, I can't watch this now and I really enjoyed that but that would have been tied into his UNICEF stuff though I mean I don't know what his contract mm. is with UNICEF because he's an ambassador isn't he yeah um, you know whether it's all all just comes as part of it and it's not I don't know I don't know what his contract I, is I assume so I think he's a really nice guy and he's very clued up on this stuff but then you, it's not cut and dry as that you get trapped in this stuff don't you yeah you do yeah I mean I, I you know met him and we used to play online pool against each other and chat quite a lot and he, I, I've always that. always gotten really well with him um, yeah when he was out in America um, yeah we just play online pool which was just dead freaking random <laughs> but um, used to get on really well and it was nice but yeah. um but yeah, I treat as I find Rich, and to me, he's always been a nice bloke. And I went to, he invited me to go to the Roundhouse to the um, in Camden when he was performing his first comeback gig. And I was sat, actually, I was sat next to Jerry Halliwell, actually, and I was about three down from James Corden, who turned up in a white t shirt while everyone else was dressed up. And I don't get dressed up, but even I, you know, put a shirt on. Like, and um, Did he have no trousers on? Pants out? No pants. I think, pants. I think he had trousers. It's hard to tell because okay. the t shirt was so fucking long. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, put a belt yeah. around it, James. But yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I was end up sat in that in the in the kind of the celeb bit just because that's where he had free that tickets. It must be really weird. You know, I don't know Very how weird. I got here. Very how weird. did I get here? Yeah, and I remember like sort of going because I was living on the Isle of Wight at the time, going back to the Isle of Wight on the train afterwards to like a four pack of Cronenberg or something. <laughs> just thinking, what a weird fucking night. But it was actually really good. It was a really good gig. He's a hella performer. Yeah, like, he's incredible. You know, but what was amazing was like in the dressing room before just chatting, you know, only briefly, like, but. He was really nervous. And I was like, mate, you're going to smash it. You'll be fine. He's like, oh, fucking hell. Right? Really nervous. I'll tell you what. And then so I remember sitting there. I remember thinking to myself, like, 
this is going out live, like yeah. on the BBC, it was part of this BBC proms thing. I was like, this, like, he's really nervous. Like, how's this going to go? And then the guy that emerged on the stage, fucking hell, like, you, if you told someone after that gig, oh, yeah, he was nervous before, they'd, they'd laugh at you. Yeah. Well, Michael Jackson said the same. He said the only place he ever felt comfortable was on stage. And you can see that in his performances. He's a very aggressive performer, Michael Jackson. People seem to think he's quite feminine. He, in his life, he's obviously very quiet. But on stage, he's actually very, very aggressive. Um, he get it all out on stage. And it's a different thing. Yeah, I think I assume Robbie's probably the same. He's probably the yeah, only place go... he's comfortable is on stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you go to a different place. And it's all it's all you. It's where you can express yourself. Yeah, I can get that. Well, you've done it. You've done it in front of big audiences, haven't you? Yeah, not you know, fucking that level, but yeah, it's yeah, but still, it, it, it's big. yeah, it's a crazy experience. Um, I've got one last one, mate, and it's literally I just saw it before we came on, and it's not I haven't really got any comments on it other than the fact that it just made me laugh. So a diver's body washes up. That's not funny. Um, it shouldn't on, be. It shouldn't be. But it's the way you said it. He's just he's washed up in Australia, and they've obviously found the body and gone, oh fuck, this is shit, and um, he's got fourteen million quid's worth of cocaine in. In his in his outfit. Oh, his outfit! Thank God, that's not a euphemism either. No, he had he already had three boiled eggs up there, so he couldn't get any more. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, fourteen million quid's worth of coke, just you know. So what's he tried to do? Swim ashore with it, like escape? Like God, I'm having know. this. I'm having this. I don't stick know. Stick it in there, and I'll just swim. I'll just swim ashore, and then obviously he's not made it. He's probably done a line before he's got in there. I don't know. Maybe I mean let's just let's just create a storyline like Why we not? did last week. Why not? Or the other week with the with the princess and the pea. Um, maybe he's. I assume it's a man. I don't know why I'm assuming it's a man. I've no. I'm assuming. Um, has. I don't know. So they've they've got a boat offshore because mm. they can't bring it into the harbour because then they're going to get caught on there. Yeah. So it's offshore. He's stocked up with the coke and then he's going <laughs> to dive in and take it to a remote beach. This was the shit they used to pull on the Isle of Wight all the time. Um, and then it's got, you know, taken up, put in organisation like into boxes, into vans, and taken off in different directions. Bam, yeah. Maybe that's the plan. Uh, but someone thinks he's been, um, he's been on the take a bit. You know, maybe, maybe only £13 million worth of cocaine right. is, is, is getting. And so the guy on the boat's like, do you know what? I'm done with this. You crossed me, son. You're in big trouble, yeah. right? Because he's from sort of London, and so he tampers with the um, with the oxygen tank. Right. That's that. That's it. You don't. That's my theory that comes from absolutely fucking nothing. It's a good theory. It's as good as any. And I think at the other end, one of the guys that found him was one of the guys they wanted to transfer that coke to anyway. So they kind of used that guy and tricked him into be like a like a a, a courier. For the coke without knowing it and he's thinking he's got away here but actually they wanted him to wash up there and they one of their guys would find him take him to the place where they just put the body and off with a coke and they've gone where's that gone where's that gone all i've got here is a, a fucking corpse and some bold eggs and that's it i reckon that happened maybe again these theories or you know maybe he washed up with 42 million pounds worth of cocaine and someone's gone on and just taken all that and gone and taken and gone leave a bit on him leave a bit on him otherwise people will be asking questions leave a bit on him yeah fuck him he can go he, he get the blame for it that's a good it. point it's like when you used to nick like carrots out of the out of the greengrocers and you you don't even just have you go like a bag you just you don't take one carrot out of the bag you wouldn't take the bag take the take the one no one's going to know that the carrots come out of the bag i mean you, you just take one of them you did know, you grow up on. in a fairy tale fetford do you remember when you used to steal carrots from the greengrocers? <laughs> to be fair, the greengrocers are my dad's. Right. Because so stole... there's a whole thing here going on, yeah. There's a whole backstory here. Oh. To do with carrots and my dad's shop and trauma. All sorts going on here. We'll unpack that later on. But, yeah. Um... yeah. I used to get in trouble a lot when I was a kid for, for trying to rob the candlestick maker. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, well, Where were you born? Was it 1700s? So round about then, yeah. Yeah. It's five o'clock on a on a digital clock. It's what? It's five o'clock on a digital clock. Seventeen hundred. Oh yeah, so it is. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I wonder where you were going. I thought you were actually looking forward to see what the time was, and I'm looking at the time my end, going, how far are we apart? <laughs> Miles apart. There I used think... to be a difference though between London and Cornwall. Twenty minutes in time, different, 
right? Did it? And yeah, and they used to run on different clocks. And do you know what? This is a little fact for people at home. <laughs> what brought the uniform time for the UK so that every clock was the same? Yeah. Was the Great Western Railway. Oh, okay. It's the yes. railway. So when they built the built the the trains that were coming from like Bristol Temple Meads down to like Penzance and to London, the time that the train would leave on the time timetable in Cornwall was twenty minutes different from the time it would leave on the timetable in London. And Gotcha. And same, same with the rivals. So it was creating loads of confusion in the end. Like, because I think it was Isambard Kingdom Brunel who built the Great Western Railway, who basically just went, let's just have, let's just have a uniform time. Yeah. I don't know if he spoke like that. But um, <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. So the trains are responsible for that. So you can have that one for free for a pub quiz. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I think people learned a lot from today's show. It's been very informative and a few what ifs in there. Mixed with some nice stories, some theories, some personal stories. And some boiled um, eggs. And some boiled eggs. Three, but not four. See you later. Bye. <laughs>